Blog Talk Radio. Beat. 
Good evening and welcome to the Scoop Radio Show. We are live and ready to go. I hope you all are ready to have a good show tonight because I am. Tonight we have an awesome show. Uh, we're talking about metrics for success with Dan Duster. He'll be on a little bit later. Of course, Rashad is going to give us the latest in the news. And then, of course, Scoop Nation, we cannot not not have our wonderful hot topic. Plus, tonight we are going to be uh, free, uh, giving you guys not one, not two, but three new artists uh, and their music tonight. So we got a good, good show. Uh, plus, of course, y'all know we got to talk Beard Game Matters. We talking cabinet. <laughs> we talking Trump. We're talking everything. So I hope you guys are ready for a good show. As always, if you are listening and you have a question or a comment, then we want you to give us a call at 929-477-2304. Again, that's 929-477-2304. And if you have a question or comment, press the number 1. And or you can comment on our live feed if you are in the Scoop Nation or if you see us on Facebook. All right. So before we jump in, let me say what's up to my people, and then we're going to get into this show. So first let me say what's up to Miss Kelly Johnson of Curvy Kitty. What's up, Kel? <laughs> hey, what's up? How are what's you? Going? You said I had to add a little vibrato this week for you, right? I see. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Been here at Curvy Kitty all, all weekend. All weekend. I know, so. I know that's right. I'm, I'm kind of listening. I love we getting closer to We getting closer to Black Cat, too. So, you know, I got to get my... Uh, oh, yeah. Get my twerk ready. You know, I haven't done it in a while, so I'm about to loosen my back up. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit later. So that's so good to have you. And then, of course, we've got Miss Shaquille Willis, Elegance by Design. What's up, Q? Hey, hey. I am doing wonderful, fresh off my vacation, so I am renewed and a little hoarse, but I'm well. Happy to be here this Tuesday evening, Miss Shaw. Yeah, we're glad we glad you're back and that you rest. <laughs> yes, yes, ready to go. What's up to my live? Hey, everybody on the live feed. I just posted our phone number, 929-477-2304, if you would like to uh, dial in and let us know what your thoughts are live. We've got some new listeners tonight, so welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, special shout out to Russell. This is the first time he's listening and joining in on our live, so we're going to show him a good time tonight. So I'm just happy to be back and ready to get this show going. Cool. That's what's up. That's what's up. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, of course, let me say what's up to Cuzzo, Rashad, Ray Chan Chandler. What's up, my dude? What's going on, man? How we doing this evening? We all right? Everybody cooling? Hey, hey. Good. Hey. Good. Good, man. How you? You doing all right? I'm cooling, man. Ready <laughs> to go, you know. You got a sexy voice on tonight. Y'all take that out? Or I'm like, uh, no, I'm kind of just laying <laughs> down. That's all. <laughs> no, I'm just laying down. Ain't nothing sexy about it. I'm just, I'm just cooling. <laughs> I'm just cooling. That's all. And it's raining out here, too, so. I'm it extra is. relaxed. Yes. yes. Yep. <laughs> all right, making sure. I make. I got the. You know, getting all base on me. Do that to Q and Kel, not me. 
Yeah, no, I don't know. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead. We got a good show tonight, so we're going to go ahead and get into this show. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, so uh, go ahead and kick us off and let us know what's going on in the news. All right. So last week I let let everybody know that uh you know Adidas had jumped the market and made it to number two by jumping over the jump man. Well, in sneaker news, FBI arrests Adidas exec in, in a massive NCAA corruption bust. Jim Gatto, the global I said global 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 <laughs> marketing director for basketball, is charged with a bribery scheme. He's basically been kind of paying parents off to stick with certain uh, schools that wear Adidas and also certain agents to make sure that they get put to certain teams and kind of just corrupting the game. Um, what do y'all think about that? Do y'all think that that's cool that, you know, people are getting in on the kid and kind of giving them money early to do certain things and go to certain schools that outrageous? Is that just life? Or what do you guys think? And I'm going to start with Q because, like I said, we know Q got an up-and-coming basketball star, so. I do. And (laughs) um, I honestly think that the large corporations have been getting over on our kids from peewee tournament all the way through collegiate play. So um, without having read this particular – I'm looking over the – the article right now, um, but without looking over, if 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 they were trying, are they trying to just kind of give me the rundown real quick, bro? Are they paying these families for and these teams for yeah. supporting? Anywhere and they're from, getting so, mm-hmm. anywhere from ten thousand to a hundred thousand dollars supposedly has been paid to parents to basically poach the kid. And when they say poach, they mean like making sure that, let's say, for instance, um, if if OU did wear, you know, Adidas, the mm-hmm. Adidas guys would come talk to you and they would say, hey, your son needs to go to OU and then um, he'll stay for a year and then we'll make sure that he gets his own sneaker after that through Adidas and, you know, all he needs to do is make sure that he lets Winfred be his agent. That type of thing okay, is going see. on. So they basically okay, said, so- I mean, like, they're basically setting the kids up with jobs for life, but per they the NCAA, with... it's, it's illegal. Right. And see, my thing with that is it depends on what your long-term goal is. Because if you, if you as a parent, allow, from what I understand, if you allow your child to participate in said PERC program, and, you know, we follow all these guidelines, if at, what, if at any point, the NCAA or these other entities, of, you know, that actually allow and make the moves that these people are promising outside of Adidas, because Adidas doesn't have a basketball team. They endorse basketball players who play for basketball teams. So unless Adidas were to magically create a basketball team that they could guarantee employment for my son, then we would nine times out of ten have to bow out of this opportunity gracefully because if his end game is to then be taken, you know, to then gain a contract in the NBA or to play at one of these big schools and then go forward and be- become a real NBA star. All of this thing could could really put that um, in jeopardy, and then he could never he could never play at any level 
at that point. So while it looks good from the surface and we might come up right now, um, I, I don't see how that could really work out long term for my son or for these players that um, that would take on this this opportunity. I don't. If I'm missing something, please clarify. But yeah, on the surface it sounds great, but I, we we probably wouldn't do this because, like I said, Adidas doesn't have enough. Um, stability in giving me what our long-term goal would be, which would be for him to be an NBA player, not just to to, to get a, a good check right now. You know what I mean? Does, does that make sense? Because it sounds crazy, but I just think with the long-term, we would need more of a guarantee other than if you get to play, we'll guarantee the shoe, this, that, and everything. No one's going to care if you guarantee my baby a shoe if he's not on the team. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to do anything for us. Well, Kelly. Am I <laughs> no, you're right. No, no, no okay. you're all for it. <laughs> you got quiet. No, I, like, Wait, think, that? I, I think the the more um, the outrageous part of it is that it's just uh, all the way around. It's illegal. Um, there's no um, loopholes or anything to give high school students or college students money in exchange for any kind of representation or anything dealing with sports or any sports companies. Like, it's all illegal, all of it. So it's just they try to cover it up by, you know, using company invoices and, and all these kind of things and basically just try to cover up the the illegal, um, try to cover it up all together. And... I think it's just a little, to me, it's just a little outrageous since I do work for a university um, that, you know, the size of my university and being a Christian university, we haven't had too much scandal. But even at the level that our school is at, uh, there's still potential there. Like we've had a, a student that, you know, won a national dunk contest, so, you know, he was given offers, and he did leave school and, and become like a, I think, a globe trotter. But he couldn't, they couldn't pay him to wear a sneaker while he was playing for my institution. Like, is is that serious? No matter how small it is, you can't do it. So, um, yep. I mean, you just can't. So, I, my opinion on it, I'm, I'm very compliant, and in, in the <laughs> department that I'm in, being directly connected to the federal government. There's no leeway. I don't think there should even be um, talks of it, you know, being a um, an opportunity. Um, it's just it, there's just no need to corrupt high school students because it would just get younger and younger. Like you said, even it, it would go as far as little leagues. Like they would, you know, the little league teams would have to, you know, have uh, players and, and companies. Um, that would the parents would have to buy from a certain company, things like that. It all boils down to money. Who's going to market for them? I just don't think there's any room for it. Um, they have plenty of time to do that when they get out of school. Mm-hmm. So that's my take on it. Yeah, I, I like. I mean, they do tap on kids earlier than high school as well. It really just depends on how good the kid is. Because, like, in all honesty, I can guarantee you most likely that D-Wade and Lil' LeBron are already tied in the shoe deals. And uh, Baby Shaq, well, no, I can't say Baby Shaq because he's actually going to college. So 
He's probably doing everything along the line. But um, I'm sure Baby Shaq isn't too far off the line of knowing he has a shoe deal already. Um, You know, like, is it any different when the kid already has a name or does it stay the same? Still the same rules. It's still the same. You say, rules the same, yeah. You wouldn't you wouldn't say like it's a little bit different because this kid really doesn't need that anyway. Like the kid different. is almost like from Johnny Nobody, who's really really good, versus you know we got Shaq's son, who you know even if he isn't good, it's kind of like he's gonna get the chance to be good before Johnny Basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of like a right to pass. So let me say this. I think first of all, you got to realize that this is this is they are now really recruiting kids starting as early as fifth and sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the with the um, the injection of AAU and sports like that, uh, sports leagues like that. It makes it very, 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 you know, the, the, the roots go all the way down to that far. So they're watching kids. They're watching kids, us, you know, whoever. They're watching that early. And so they're approaching parents. They're approaching kids. And you got to also remember the demographic of a lot of a lot of these kids. And I'm, I'm not stereotyping when I say this, but a lot of times um, you're talking about, you know, kids who need or families who need money. And so, yeah, there is, like, to Hugh's point, there is no long-term guarantee. But if I'm broke now and you're going to give me a $50,000 advance now and, you know, with the guarantee, you know, with more to come, if if, if Lord Johnny signs and I need it, I'm going to probably – I might take it. And so I think that's kind of where, where we're – you know, what, what, we're, what we have to think about. As far as what Adidas did, I mean that is literally no, that's normal. When I say it's normal, I mean it's normal, like to get letters that early to have you know these people coming to visit you to for them to start off just trying to be your friend, take you out to dinner. And so once you get to the NCAA uh, phase, you get to that point. Then at that point, it's really about you know who's gonna give me the biggest and best deal. So. It's you know, and with the one, the whole one and done thing. I mean, again, like you said, the schools are definitely involved. The, the schools are involved; they know what's going on. They can pretend like they don't, but the schools know what's going on too. So, I mean, there's no. The one article I read talks about one of the writers said he said he he would be interested to see how deep they're actually going to go because this is an FBI investigation. So this isn't just you know a local issue. The FBI is involved, so we don't know how deep. You know this this whole thing is going to run. But I think I think we're going to find out that there are a whole lot of coaches who know about this. There are a whole lot of schools and athletic directors who look the other way. Um, and and this this could this could be serious. But this is a deep issue, and it's a normal issue. It's become really normal unless it's something something happens where they need to you know kind of you know there's a player for example like you know like the Jameis Winston. When he had his issue, all of a sudden, and a couple of years ago, if you guys remember the Terrell Pryor when he was at Ohio State, all of a sudden his issues, the stuff that happened at Miami several years ago, like when those when those things start coming out, then all you of just sudden, had to do it, didn't you? I'm just saying. I mean, you just, just listen. I said Ohio State too. The, the 
it happens it happens in Florida State, but it, ha- it happens everywhere. And I, I think it's the culture. I think that is just the culture of um, of, of of sports. Period. So. Yeah. Be I, careful. I can tell you. Yeah, be careful. Don't do it. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't. Don't do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm Coming sorry. I kind of feel stick with the pay the players thing. Like, I I just feel like they, they're owed more. Them boys go extra hard for these schools. These schools make billions off of their work. And then, like, we always saying they wrong for taking the money. I think they right. I, I just, I do. I think they right. Take the no, money. I don't think it's the I don't think that's the issue. The, the, <laughs> I agree that they need to that there needs to be some payment for the players. I don't think this is the route that needs to be taken to get it there. You know, I totally agree that children, that these babies have been exploited and completely taken advantage of for far too long. That's part of the reason why I took Adrian out of football. He's not playing football anymore because I know how intense that particular sport can be physically as well as the overall sport. I don't think the issue is we're not, we're not saying no, don't do it because they're not due money. No one's saying that their work isn't justified. You know, they shouldn't be, you know, paid or compensated for the work that they put in. This route that they're taking, though, is not going to get them the long, the end game, you know what I mean? It just depends on what kind of game you're playing. Like, if you're just trying to get a quick check for your baby and you know they're not going to play ball, that's not their long-term goal. They're just going to play on this team that's getting endorsed and get these this money. Okay, if that's how you want to do your thing, then, you know, who's going to stop you if that's how you work? But if your goal, if, you're, if your baby is really focused in playing this game with the intent of actually being one of the people that we see with the jerseys that get retired one day, I don't think that I think we're saying this is not the route to take because as it stands, the statutes and bylaws and the powers that be say that ain't the way to go. You know that is absolutely no wiggle room there. You can't take a hat, you can't take gas money, you can't take endorsements, you can't have promises. You you know you just can't do that. So I think that's kind of where we're saying we agree in the fact that the baby should be paid. It's just not yeah. this way. That we got to change it from they, a different. A different they space. do get paid. They get paid in scholarships. Mm. If they don't have to pay for college, yeah, but, they are getting paid. Well, I think the, I think the issue. I mean, I hear you, Kelly, and I agree with you in terms of they get paid. But I think the difference Mm-mm. is 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 there is no that that scholarship sometimes doesn't cover um, certain expenses that they might have, like you know, food. You know, they get regular food pro. You know, in some schools they talk about how they get regular you know meal plans. But they can't take advantage of it because at some schools the cafeteria closes while they're still in practice, so they don't get to eat. But they don't have money yep. to, you know, go buy other food. So I mean, I think it's stuff like that that needs to be considered. I'm not saying that they should be driving Porsches in college, mm-hmm. but you know, but when I see the University of Michigan making a hundred million dollars from their sports program and and the start and you know and and these guys can't afford to go and buy groceries. I think there, you know, there's something there's a disconnect or something. So maybe there's a stipend or something that they can get for that, you know, a certain amount of, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, but I, I think that we it needs to be looked at when, again, when a university like a Michigan, like a, you know, like the NCAA in general is considered
but you're bringing in billions of dollars a year. So, yeah. But again, that's going to be, even if they were to pay someone, think about how many players they would pay. They would pay one or two players, and you would have 60 people on a team, and two players would get paid. So the to me, I feel like the, the reason the regulations are in place is that's the only way that the federal government can keep um, a hand on the money that they're giving to students. Because these colleges, even with the scholarships, they couple those scholarships with Pell Grants and, and student loans and all this kind of stuff. They use the, the federal government to assist in what these players are getting. So, yeah, it's corrupt. But the regulations are in place because the federal government has to, that's how they keep their hands in it, period. That's the only way they're gonna be able to regulate it and to try to keep it fair. So then how about this on the flip side of that then? Staying with college sports, we got nine uh Florida football players from the Florida University the Gators are now being charged with three third degree felony charges amid uh fraud ring in Florida. They are Antonio Caldwell, the starting wide receiver, Jordan Scarlett, the starting running back, Ricky Williams, I mean, Wells, the receiver, linebackers, James Houston and Ventrell Miller, defensive lineman, Jordan Smith, Kevonis Davis, and Richard Desir Jones, and offensive lineman, Kadeem Telford, faces a whopping 30 potential charges. Uh, supposedly getting away with things under the value of $2,000 and impersonation using possession of unidentified identification. So, long story short, these guys are using um, false IDs to add money onto their school credit cards and basically going out and swiping for MacBooks, uh, headphones, and just outrageous stuff. And one guy was also loading information or money onto his girlfriend's card and the girlfriend is now saying that he told her that he was getting money from agents in New York. That she, so she's trying to clear herself from knowing anything about the stealing of the cards. And so far, it's nine players in on that football team. So staying with the same thing, these kids, these kids are on on full scholarship, getting an education and going to school for free, but feel the need to steal magnificently big stuff. Like, I mean, two iPads or, you know what I mean, two MacBooks, you're talking about $10,000. That's a crazy. A sit down, a swipe. And That's we think these kids are getting enough money? Or are they are they really just thinking, you know, hey, look, let's go steal? One kid, because I, I saw earlier when I was reading... Steal. I know. Uh, I saw one kid's receipt from earlier. He had twenty five dollars of stuff delivered to his room, but it was all snacks, all snacks, gummy bears and Doritos and flaming hots and Funyuns and oh, but that too, like like uh, who was that? Q was saying earlier. None of that is allowed. None of that. So even in the fact that he was stealing it and getting it to come to him. It's still illegal. Now it's illegal on top of illegal. And what do y'all think about that end of the spectrum? I think these boys are idiots. <laughs> I, don't, okay. I don't think they <laughs> have the tools 
They don't get to pull the we don't have enough scholarship money card. You stealing iPads and dumb stuff. Like, you are trying to stunt and become NFL-worthy on the campus, is what this sounds like. Like, if he, if they, there's no excuse for it, but they're not going and buying books. They're not, you know, it's just, no, this is excessive. This is stunting. This is dumb stuff, and I don't have any sympathy for this. Like, they're not buying groceries. They're not, even snacks. Like, if you if you like snacks and stuff, like, I can't even really super be mad at you about snacks. I think you should broaden your horizons as far as what you asked for. But if you're getting snacks, <laughs> you're still, you know what I mean? But if you I mean, he got getting, Skittles and gravy. Whatever. You, and Skittles you are Skittles are iPads and Beats by Dre headphones and Sun and, and the body on the girl. Oh, yeah, they were going couch. hard. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that's They were going I hard. Go I, I can't go for that. I, I'm not, not going to answer that. I, I think I think it even comes down to a lot of these players that are that come from, even from in their high school, they don't, they don't get touched by the law. So they just yep. take whatever yep. they want. They yep. found a scheme. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm not even thinking about consequences. Because they thinking they're gonna get out of it. Absolutely, this is the culture. So you saying it's, it's the uh, I'm the man, I'm the man syndrome mm-hmm. basically. Never have yeah. I had the answer of no, so now no is coming at me, and it's like what? Why? Well, and I could I could totally I could totally agree with that. You know that that uh, mm-hmm. that I'm the man syndrome is 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 a thing. And it can happen. Like, you know, some people genuinely had to do nothing at all but be the star. And so when that's taken away, you know, things crumble. Again, not giving them excuses. I'm with you. They're idiots on this one. Because to <laughs> me, this all, like, if, in just the looking at it, it looks like to me that somebody, one, showed them how to do this. Then, two, they carried it on and taught other folks. And then, three, the youngest person in the group is the one that's getting the most uh, the most charges he got thirty, and then this dude that's above him that's like juniors and sophomores and maybe a senior or something like that. And these dudes are you know lightweight charges, but the freshman, the dude who just got to the campus, is the one who gets thirty charges. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he had no clue what was really going on, and it sounds like he's really kind of the scapegoat. So I, I if anything, I feel bad for him, but at the same time, he a dummy too. Because you got, you can't just be hanging around folks just to be hanging around folks. Yep. Yep. But I'm like, felonies. These are felonies. Yeah. Yeah, because they were. Look at the stuff they were getting, Kel. Beat by Dre, MacBooks, iPads, iPhones, paying rent. Like. Yeah, from amounts that they were going to be felonies. But I'm like, do they really understand what they what they've done to their future? Oh, they know. They ain't dumb. They know. I I give the freshman might be dumb. Because he's really just now getting out of his mama's house. He might be dumb and had no idea the amount of peonery he was doing. But those yeah. other boys, nah. They old enough to know, no. Again, I think we got to remember, this is the culture. But hold on real quick, we got a caller, okay? Caller 9943, you are on the air live. What's your question or your comment? All right, first of all, what's up, WB? Shot? What's up, y'all? What's up, Mark? What's going on, big bro? What's going on? Check this out. Y'all, y'all dropping a lot, and I'm going to straddle the fence on both sides because, for one, I play college sports. I play high school sports. So I know what it's like to be hungry. 
I know what it's like right. to be the man. But also, right. WB, you touched one point. Plausible deniability. Let's start there first. It is starting in high school. These high school kids are being recruited. These high school kids are being scouted. That's why AAU wasn't as big when I was coming out of school in 88. But now these kids are playing AAU ball. They're traveling all around the country because they want to be seen, because the next level is already ready for the next big thing. <clears throat> just like just like we, America is the right here, right now country. I need it right here, right now. I want it bigger, stronger, and I want it faster. So, and, and that's the problem. Nobody wants to wait anymore. Everybody wants it right here, right now. Me coming up in my neighborhood, single mother, uh, you know, my family structure was tight on both sides. I didn't lack any leadership or guidance, but I'm going to, the Florida kids, I'm going to chalk that up to youthful ignorance. They're still kids. They knew better. And, and before you condemn them, think back to when you were an ignorant youth. You did stupid things. I've done stupid things. I did that. Nobody, nobody's denying that. We've done stupid things as kids. But now, right. as far as when you start using words like conspiracy and ring, that verbiage now puts them in a different category. Now they were conspiring as a group, which means that they totally thought about it, that they, you know, it was premeditated, and they went out to fraudulently pull off all this stuff. That's where the felony comes into play. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as these kids being recruited and getting paid, I wish my I wish I had sons that was balling that could get paid because I would tell them get it. But <laughs> this is gonna real talk, real talk, real talk. Listen, I played basketball in college. That scholarship, it was cool, yeah. but I still it was it was a scholarship after your Pell Grant, after your student loans, and I played baseball too. So I got partial basketball, partial baseball. But like like one of the young ladies said, or somebody said, the cafeteria closes at a certain time. And I'm way out in the middle of nowhere at a small NAIA school. We're three miles from town, so you got to have money on a car. And I'm broke. So you, you, you get with your buddies. Y'all buy hot dogs and whatever. And you get cooking <laughs> in the room. That's cool. You're trying to make it. But when somebody approaches you with, man, I got this. Because I'm telling you again, I was an idiot. And they say, hey, I've got an opportunity for you. And you think, man, I need this because I'm struggling. I need to eat. I need shoes. I need all this stuff. Because there's other people walking around that don't need those things. Just like somebody was saying, Dwayne Wade's son, LeBron James' son, Shaq's son, they don't need those things. They came from money. So money isn't their issue. They can sit back. Because they're getting the training and the coaching and the around-the-clock attention to build and get stronger and get better. But these other kids playing in the hood not getting that. So they see an opportunity to make their life better, to make things better for themselves, and they take it. And, again, it's youthful ignorance, but you've got to start. It's got to be a mentor program put in place in high school sports. There is none in place unless I don't know about it. There, there needs to be a program put in place in high school sports because that's where it's starting 
it's starting there. Kids are taking steroids in high school now. They're they're doing all, when you go off to those college visits and they take you to the strip club and feed you all this, they've already yep. showed you a good life. Mm-hmm. Man, when I get here, I'm gonna get all the women. I'm gonna be the man because they're yep. pumping your head up to let you know, man. When you come here, you're gonna be the man. If my son could go to Kentucky and play basketball, I know he's going to stay there for one year. He doesn't even have to go to class because the basketball season will be running. All he got to do is play a few games. Yep, that's true. One and done. So these kids and these schools and these deans and these chancellors and these athletic directors and these presidents and vice presidents, they all know what's going on. And I'll use this phrase, friend of the program, blue chips. The program, those movies, if it's happening in the movies, it's happening in real life. Those people are out there. Those boosters are out there. Those sponsors are out there. But now, you cannot pay college athletes. And I'll tell you where the problem is, why you can't pay college athletes. You can't pay college athletes because I go to the University of Alabama and I play football. How much money do I get paid versus somebody who plays basketball and nobody even knows about their basketball team. Better yet. And it's got to be even. NCAA's rules has to be even across the board. So now, mind you, mind you this, UCLA has one of the best women's gymnastics program in the history of sports. So do they get paid less than the football players because they don't have the complex to bring the money in? When all the money is shoved into these larger arenas, is it their fault that they play at a smaller venue? You you can't justify the dollar amounts. There's no way of doing it. I don't. At least I don't think there's a way of justifying the dollar amount. A, a starter, uh-huh. you know, a starter gets paid more than second string when we all practice at the same time. We all go to class at the same time. We all do everything the same. I understand somebody's better than the other, but again, in college, everything has to be on a level playing field. You can't not pay the swimming team because who? The smart kids will get paid the most because that's what keeps the team being able to travel. You can't travel without the grades and the GPA. The grades, the guys, the good guys, the grade guys. I got you. But again, you can't, but you can't, they just keep the GPA up for school purposes, but there's no way of justifying that. So then when you open a door for finances, now you really open up the floodgate. So I, you can't pay these kids. And I'm, I know, I know, I know, I know. I played semi-pro baseball while in college. I stopped playing baseball for my school because we were just totally horrible. And they were working me like a slave. I was a pitcher. I was the starting pitcher. I was the eighth. So we played a doubleheader for, against Kentucky State, for example. I started against Kentucky State. I pitched seven innings. The second game, I had to start center field. Well, by the third inning, our pitchers didn't rock, so I come back in and relieve. We go home. I got a game on Tuesday. I got to start at shortstop. My body wasn't getting a chance to rest. I now start playing semi-pro ball, but because I still play basketball, I can't go on these trips because they're paid for by our sponsor. Right. So I'm missing out. Right, I'm man. missing out, I'm even though. So I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to cut you off. But yeah, we we got to move forward. Yeah, we, okay. Okay. I I, yeah, I definitely understand what you mean. I think it's, it's it's definitely a complicated subject and a complicated issue. But uh, I think it's something we got to we're gonna have to definitely come back and finish this. One. We can go on and on about it. Yeah, you can talk mm-hmm. about money all day. 
<laughs> All right, man. Appreciate you for listening and calling in. Yep. Thank you. All right. Our first song for the evening then is going to be brought to you by uh, Miss Raya J, and it's called Dear R&B. Before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and pay this quick bill really, really quick. 
So we are um, we are going to drop our waist beads by Jen uh, promo for this evening, where you can shape your waistline and beautify your body, host your own bead party, and get free beads. You can contact Jen at two five four eight nine two eight three nine three or waist beads by Jen at gmail dot com, and I'll go ahead and uh, drop that information in the live also in our uh, feed so that you can. Uh, contact her if you feel like it, if you want to get some beads. All right, so what we're going to do now is go ahead and get into our guest. And we are bringing on Mr. Dan Duster, who is the president of 3D Development Group. A little bit about Dan. He is the, uh, he is the president, president of 3D Development Group, and he is also a motivational speaker and trainer. He's known as Dan Duster, the Barrier Buster. On their path to prosperity, Dan impacts leaders across the U.S. through workshops and speeches, showing you how to set and achieve goals, take effectively, and reach your potential. His passion for motivating others has been with him since high school, where he has been elected class president, homecoming king, and most likely to succeed. Dan has been blessed to work for 500 companies that include the Children Trust. IBM, Abbott Diagnostics, and Coca-Cola. Over 17 years ago, Dan decided to pursue his passion for motivating others and left corporate America to do sales training and personal coaching. He solidified his desire and ability to help people when he became a sales coach with Bell Atlantic. He pushed his district to number one in the region by helping dozens of reps to improve their self-confidence and positive attitudes. Since then, he's worked with hundreds of corporations and small businesses to increase sales, improve productivity, communicate effectively, and create high-performance teams. Without further ado, I would like to introduce to the Scoop Nation, Dan Duster. Welcome. Well, well, well. Thank you for that uh, outstanding introduction. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. (laughs) We're glad to have you this evening. Glad to be here and uh, miss the lively discussion. Um, it's, it's never a boring moment listening to the show. No, never, not ever. We do for sure. Sure. All right. Well, I, like I said, we gave your bio. What, sorry, Wynn, go ahead. What were we going to say? No, go, go. You good? You good? You good? Okay, cool. up. All right. <laughs> All right, so we did run down your bio really quick, but um, here at the school, we'd like to give you an opportunity to tell us, in your own words, why it is that you do what you do, why it is you do what you do, and especially in this age where everyone is a coach, everyone is motivational, everyone feels it's their calling to um, to motivate. And you have made this your entire business. And and you 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 have the receipt. <laughs> no other way to say it. Based on this bio, you have the receipt. So, in your own words, give us um, the the breakdown of what it is you do and why it's so important to you. Sure. Yeah. So I do motivational speaking and training and coaching. Which um, again, they say pick a niche and grow rich. I I never did that. Um, I I had different skill sets that. Um, I thought were helpful for different folks. And so I spent the first half of my career in corporate America. I was blessed to have been with some of the uh, Fortune 100 companies. I was with IBM right out of college in sales. Then um, Abbott Diagnostics after that. Then I was with Coca-Cola. And they're all, like I said, uh, fantastic uh, training companies, fantastic people. And then said, you know what, I want to do my own thing. And so did a couple of things. And then I was um, – 
a sales trainer with uh, Bell Atlantic as they were transitioning to Verizon. And I tell you what, God is good because I was actually looking for something else, and I had my resume had been, and this is 99-2000, so um, the Internet was relatively new. <laughs> so I had my resume <laughs> on the Internet from like a, a year before and got a call and said, hey, do you want to be a sales trainer? I was like, you know, I'd always thought about it, but I never knew how to try and do it. And so the fact that that happened was, was absolutely a blessing. So um, I was able to take their sales reps, um, and they were trans- at the time they were both transitioning from Bell Atlantic to Verizon. At the same time, they were transitioning from a customer service organization to a sales and service. So I don't know mm-hmm. if, you, if you recall the phone company back in the day, and I'm showing my age, they didn't say, hey, you know, I see that you have this, you know, hey, what, you want call waiting and caller ID? That's the sales part of it. So when you call the phone company right now, that's what I was doing was educating them on how to tr- make that transition from service to sales. And my success was not so much based on the sales training. It was based on the motivation. And I had walked away from a job, and I don't say the name of the company because it, it wasn't the company, but I just had a manager that, that didn't have the same integrity that I did. And so um, it was, I, I was there for like three months, and I would, it was working from eight to six, which he didn't say was the required hours when I interviewed. <laughs> Um, so I'm driving do. an hour, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, okay, I, I'm, I'm driving an hour to get there. So I'm literally frustrated or stressed from when I get up about 6.15, you know, getting ready for work, the commute to work, and then the commute home, and then decompressing. So I'm like, man, like 14 hours out of the day, I'm stressed. And I was going to put me on a um, performance plan, and I went to lunch, and I came back from lunch. I'm like, yo. Don't worry about the performance plan. Right. And he's like, what? And I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, this, this yeah. ain't worth it. Um, and so that was, you know, a, definitely a turning point in my life to say, okay, yeah, this, this is not worth it. And then after that is when I got the job with uh, Bell Atlantic. And that's what I told them because a whole bunch of folks complaining every day about, oh, this sucks. You know, the management sucks. I can't. I'm like, well, look. And I got mad. So the, the thing is, I was not an employee. I was a, I was a contract mentor, uh, sales trainer. And so I wasn't management, wasn't employee. So I told the employees, the service reps, I'm like, look, I've been here. You complain for a while. If you don't like it, leave. I, I will help you with your resume. And they're like, what? I'm like, I'm serious. I was like, the, the day is too long and life is too short for you to be miserable. You know, I, I did that for a few months and I left and it was the best thing that I did. And so that gave them the the perspective of like, okay, you know, I don't have to be here. I'm choosing to be here. And if Mm -hmm. I choose to be here, I may as well make the best out of it. Mm -hmm. And so that along with um, just uh, restructuring their rewards program um, and doing some other things to to make people feel good about themselves and make them feel comfortable and confident. And you make people feel good about themselves, comfortable and confident – they're going to do much better things, whether it's sales or service or, you know, typing or doesn't matter, health, health and fitness. Um, once you ha- make people self-confident, then wonderful things happen. And that's what I was able to do. And I was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to do this permanently. So um, that was out in the D.C. area. I moved back here. I was there until 2001, moved back here to start my own business and doing, been doing it ever since. That's my so, so tell us a little bit about your okay, metrics for success. What, what is, what is that? Sure. So 
I've done a number of things over the years, um, including, as you mentioned during, during the bio, between communication, um, training, goal setting, and so forth. And about five years ago, I was like, I have so many friends who uh, were trying to be entrepreneurs or, you know, in sales and just didn't know what to do. And I thought about what made me successful and what that, what I, what made me successful. And as I looked at other people who um, I modeled myself after or, or those good habits, and I was like, you know, it's there, there are a few consistent components that are very important. And so metrics is it's an acronym for motivation, expectations, tracking, resilience, integrity, communication, and structure. And so the motivation is, what's your motivation? So as a salesman, hey, what's your motivation to sell more? And asking that question like, hey, you know, what, what, what does that mean for you? What is, why is that um, important to you? And you ask that question five or seven times until people almost get irritated. But bottom line is, if I do it for myself, it's like, oh, what's my motivation for sales? Hey, to make more money. Okay, what does that do for you? Well, you know, hey, I can buy better things. I can take vacations. I can do more. I can be more efficient. Okay, what does that do for you? Well, I'm able to relax and enjoy, and actually, the more money I make, I can give more freely of my time and contribute the way I want. What does that do? And ultimately, that your motivation should align with your purpose in life. And at the end of the day, I want to say, man, I did so well that, that God is smiling at me saying, man, Dan, you did a good job. Hmm. So that's that's the core motivation for you personally. Um, for small business owners, you need to consider what your prospect or client's motivation is. And that's the biggest mind shift that I have for people that I coach in small business is a lot of people are scared about selling or feel like I don't, you know, I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to do this. It's like, don't worry about being pushy. Don't sell. Ask questions. Understand what they need, what their problems are, what their pain is, what their motivation is, if you can get that um, intimate in the conversation. And then once you understand all of that, whatever you have, you're providing the solution for them, they're going to want to buy it. They're going to ask you, hey, how much does that cost? So it's no longer you selling. It's you providing the solution that's going to help them out. And so that's very helpful. And then the setting expect the E is for expectations. How do you set expectations? And that's you know, anywhere from what you're going to do to what you expect them to do. And I had a lot of friends who were in the uh, mortgage industry, and they would complain because the the clients wouldn't cooperate. <laughs> they wouldn't do what they were supposed to. And I'm like, well, part of that's on you. It's like you, you've got to properly set expectations and talk about consequences if if they don't. If, if if they don't do things in a timely manner, you know, certain things take a certain amount of time. So you can't, you know, you can get nine couples together, but you can't make a baby. <laughs> nine couples working <laughs> together can't make a baby in one month, right? <laughs> so it's, it's certain things that need to follow a process. And so helping people understand, hey, this is a process. So once you get this to me, it's going to take three or four weeks for this to happen. And so if you get it to me late, then, hey, I, I know that you want it urgently, but sorry, this is how long it's going to take. So properly setting expectations. And then I've done this for um, teachers as well. And for teachers, I say, how do you set expectations expectations in the classroom? And mm-hmm. I've done a uh, youth program on and off for the past 25 years. And mm-hmm. I've had great success there because I, I hold the students to the same high expectations 
that my mom and my teachers held me to is that I couldn't act a fool because they said, no, nah, you, uh-uh. you're, you, you know, and again, you're, uh, it happens to be I'm a duster, but everywhere in my neighborhood, last name, whether you're Brown, you're Ratliff, you're Martin, is like, we got high expectations of you. And so at one school, um, I had great success there, not the principal, but the, and they used to be called AIOs. I can't remember what they're called right now, but the principal's manager's manager was there, and she saw the way the students were responding to me, and she's like, what do you do? And I'm like, I just tell them, here's what I expect of you. Mm-hmm. And I demand, and, and I talk about respect. I'm like, so I demand that you act in this manner because I know that you're capable of it. <clears throat> so, again, just <laughs> expectations is crucial across the board, whether, you, again, you're in sales as a parent, as a teacher, um, as, as a talk show radio host. You've you got to be clear about what your expectations are. And then people will align with them. If not, then people do what they want. If you set low expectations, people will meet them. If you set high ex- expectations, people will meet them. It's how you set the expectations that makes a big difference. So I know I've, I've been I've been talking for a while. I don't know. Any, um, I can go through the the rest of the metrics, which is um, <laughs> so this is tough for me. So yeah, the, the, the T is for tracking. How do you track what you're doing? And whether these are lessons that I learned uh, both from others and the hard way is you got to track your success. You got to set your goals. You got to, you got to make milestones and make sure that you need them. Um, and for networking, and again, I'm now I call myself a master networker before I was a master social person. The difference is I'd go out into a networking session. I'd get 15, 20 cards in the evening and be like, cool. You know, I gave out 15, 20 cards. I'm like, man, that was great. But I didn't follow up. So literally I had almost 2,000 cards, and I probably knew 70 people off of that, and probably less than that knew, knew me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not networking. That's, wa- that's having fun and ultimately wasting time. Right. And so the tracking is for networking is, hey, establish a meaningful connection with that person, set up a, a follow-up date when you're going to talk to them, what you're going to talk about, and also with just another quick side on networking is it should be um, triple E, and I, sometimes I, I use triple X, but um, in FU2. What I mean by that is expose, explain, and exchange. So you got to expose yourself to so go to things, go to different venues, go to different networking events, and expose yourself to that crowd. That's number one. I did that very well for quite a while. Um, explain, explain who you are, what, what you want to do, and what would be a good referral for you. And the last thing is exchange is understand them. So you, the, the, what most, I'd say literally one out of 200 <laughs> people will ask me, how can I help you? People are very versed at saying, hey, here's what I do. Help me out. Do this for me. Here's what I'm looking for. But they don't say, how will I help you? So the exchange is I'm very good at saying, here's what I do. What I'm better at is saying, look, I hear, I hear that you say that you do this. What's a great referral for you, or how can I help you advance your business support or support what you're doing? Then I got a connection. Mm-hmm. And then, again, going back to the tracking and follow-up, when I follow up with them, they're happy to hear from me because I'm like, hey, you know, you said you do this. I found this article for you that I thought you'd be, would be beneficial, or I met this person. You need to connect with them. Let, let, let's do a, a conference call, and I'm going to connect you to. 
And so that, that tracking is important. So, again, networking and tracking are, are go hand in hand. Is that, if, again, if you don't have time to follow up, there's no point in networking. And if you can't set those milestones um, for what you want to track, again, it's, it's a waste of time. Uh, but then let me ask a question. So, so one of the things that I was actually just talking to a, um, another business owner, we were talking about the uh, amount of opportunities that we probably have lost just because, um, because of um, not following up. Are there specific systems that you recommend or are, is it just, um, you know, you just kind of, you know, cause I know, old, I'm sorry, but pre-social um, media, following up was you know you get cards and you know through email. So is there a, a, mm-hmm. a good system that that you recommend um, for follow up? Sure. Uh, yes, there are a few. So the 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 best one that I've seen is um, it's a customer relationship management software, CRM software, and that's Salesforce. Um, that's out of the price range for most people as it was for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, again, I, I've, I've used that both when I was coaching other, uh, other companies and, and got access to their system. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, other than that, um, there's, uh, I have a, a friend of mine who has his own. It's called Honor Services Office, um, which is a CRM, and it, it combines uh, customer relationship management with email marketing with invoicing and accounting capabilities, and okay. that's about thirty bucks a month, and it does it does all of that. So it's 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 not the Cadillac, um, but you know it, it's a very respectable version um, that will allow you to do all of that. If you don't want to do that and you don't want to pay for it, then uh, make that combination of either Outlook or um, Google Calendar. And follow the calendars, and you can put the reminders on. And then um, use an Excel spreadsheet to keep in touch, you know, to manage your contacts. And actually, you can do that with really either Outlook or um, Gmail. But if, if you don't like the idea of other people having access to your information, use your own Excel spreadsheet. And just you, you got to be very thorough with it. But uh, yeah, the, the the key thing is um, create some type of system. And again, as with anything, it's just like, hey, what, what's the, what's the best um, Exercise system, the one that you like and will use. So, mm-hmm. you know, folks have all these other yeah, we do this exercise program where there's pile. Hey, whatever you like and use is going to work. So, th- those are a few options that that I've seen be very very helpful. Okay, thank you. I think somebody else had a question. But, sure. Well, if not, I can talk about the R, which to me, which is one of the more important things, and I think it's a question later. But the, the R is for resilience. And that is probably the most important thing next to motivation is resilience is, especially as, as a entrepreneur or sales rep is how do you handle no, you know, how do you handle those tough times? And as an entrepreneur, it's not, if it's going to come, it's just how often is, you know, you're going to be told, no, you're going to go through struggles and it's how you handle it. That makes the big difference. And applying it to other things in life is, you know, we get to, we get rejected or frustrated all the time. It's how we handle it that makes a big difference. And we, we've got to be purposeful about taking time to refresh and rejuvenate ourselves, whether it's on a moment-to-moment basis or monthly basis or annual basis, 
to say moment to moment is, is hey, I, I need to do some breathing techniques real quick. If I'm driving, somebody cuts me off, I'm going to count to three and pray to Jesus. Oh, please don't, <laughs> you know, so I, I don't have road rage. So you got to have some techniques right. <laughs> in there right, that are helpful. Right. Um, what is uh, a, an annual basis, taking a vacation, um, you know, on a daily basis, calling a loved one, sending, sending thank you cards. What, some of the things that I do for resilience are, you know, when I'm frustrated, I will breathe and, and be purposeful about my breathing so I can relax. Other things I do, I'll call somebody and tell them, instead of talking about a frustrating thing, I'll talk about, hey, I remember when you did this for me, and I appreciate that. And so I operate from a, a mode of thanks and gratitude. And that readjusts my physiology and my thinking. So it's like, okay, I'm not worried about this BS that's going on with me right now or what I, my, what I perceive as it. I'm going to focus on the good things in my life. So th- those are some, some simple tricks or techniques that I use to uh, refresh and rejuvenate. Um, so is there any questions right now or no? Nope. Okay. So the... Um, so one other thing about um, resilience, and as I talk to um, just people in general, is allowing other people that opportunity to refresh. Is that oftentimes you know we we may be in a discussion that turns into an argument, and instead of taking a step back and allowing us to both kind of refresh, we go full force and. Oh, I wish our video was like now we're starting to butt heads, but instead of a lot of times we're in, we're in a lot better control or influence in the situation than we realize, and so you know I've seen friends get into you know what start off as a friendly banter gets into an argument. It's like mm-hmm. take a pause, walk away, um, you know go grab a beverage or something. Uh, be intentional about saying you know this is this is going in a bad direction. Let me do something to alter the way this is going and take a step back. And that allows that other person to calm down. And then you come back together, you can start the conversation back at a reasonable level versus, um, you know, going from, uh, if, you, if you're at a level 10, when you're arguing, take a step back, you can come back and refresh at a level two or three. Um, so that's, that's worked for me as well. But the um, I for the metrics for success is integrity. And, that's a very powerful skill, value, and thought that uh, I work on every day. And so what I meant by it when I, as far as the model is, you know, as a sales rep, are you selling something that you know is quality and, and value? You know, are, are, would you sell it to a family member? I guess more importantly, would you sell it to a family member that you like? <laughs> and so that's number one. Um, and again, when I, especially when I talk to youth, I say in, the definition of integrity is knowing what's right and doing what's right, even if you don't feel like it and even if nobody's looking. And with the youth, it's like they're kind of like, huh? And I'll, I'll repeat it a couple of times. Hey, it's knowing what's right and doing what's right, even if you don't feel like it and even if nobody's looking. And so the challenge there is that a lot of times we may get over on somebody else we think we are. It's like, no, that, that's not integrity. And I also believe in karma where if you don't have integrity, then that will come around uh, and, and uh, you, you will be repaid. 
um, accordingly. The more challenging part of integrity is doing your, knowing your best and doing your best, even if you don't feel like it. And by that, I mean that comprehensively. So as it comes to health, it comes to finances, it comes to helping other people out, is, hey, here's what my, my, here's what my best is, and then here's what I'm giving. And as I coach people, I'm like, so what are you getting out of life? And they're like, well, I got this, this, this. I'm like, so on a scale from one to ten, how much are you, are you actually giving towards achieving your goals and being true to yourself and taking care of yourself? And there tends to be a long pause, like, huh, what do you mean? I'm like, so if you know that health is important to you and you're being true to yourself and giving your best towards your health, what activities are you doing to reflect that? And it's like, oh, well, you know, mm-hmm. no, I had to do this, this, and this. Or, you know, I was, hate, I was out late drinking last night with some other folks, so I couldn't get up early. I'm like, so you're not having integrity with yourself. You know what your best is. Uh, you know what you can do to to get that, but you're not doing the actions. So you're not having integrity with yourself. And if you can't have that pure integrity with yourself, it's going to be tough to have integrity with other people around you. And again, to me, life is a, a pretty simple equation. It, it ain't easy, but it, it is simple, is that in order to get the best, you've got to give your best. Mm-hmm. And if, you, if you're not giving 100%, you're not going to get 100%. I mean, that's, to me, a pretty simple equation. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, it it throws people off and makes people think. Um, But I'll tell you what, so two other things on on, on side notes. Um, Just as as you talked about, hey, what do I do and why do I do it? Literally in the past two days, I've had four compliments uh, come from either LinkedIn or Facebook or um, a phone call saying, man, Dan, thank you for what you do. One person um, is an instructional designer, and she was like, hey, you know, you connected me with some great people. And this is about two or three years ago I connected with some people, and she's like, you are largely responsible for me getting this position that I just got. Another person on LinkedIn was like, they, uh, somebody asked, hey, you know, a respectable uh, life coach in Chicago. And she mentioned me along with two other people. Happens that I, I know one of the other people that she mentioned and who's outstanding. And it's like, wow, you know, I appreciate the fact that she mentioned me, but also it's like, you know, the, the, the barometer is like I'm included in the same space as this other person who I know is outstanding. And so it, it, just, it made me feel great. So those are, so as far as my personal integrity, I know that I'm, I'm giving my best. And when I can see that impact that I've made for others, it makes uh, I, the, the, Way I feel is almost indescribable. I, I, I'm I'm beaming right now, knowing that I made that impact and that um, that's what I want to do. And I think you know if if we're serious about serious and passionate about our careers and our passions and the way we we want to make an impact on the world, um, then that's what it's all about. It's like wow, I, I I planted the seeds. I not only planted the seeds, I uh, attended to the crops, which again, a lot of, a lot of us just want to plant seeds and then expect stuff to grow. You got to plant seeds, mm-hmm. you got to tend to the crops. That takes effort, and then let it grow. And so to see the, the growth that that I've had and that others have had as, as a result of what I do is absolutely um, heartwarming and uh, worth every moment 
that I that I give towards doing it. Dan, we've only got about a minute uh, a minute or so left. Can you do us a favor, real quick? I know you guys still got the C and the S. Can you um, mm-hmm. post those? Can you send those so we can post those and then also give um, our listeners the information of where they can find you um, or organizations or business owners that want to uh, book you where they can find you. Absolutely, absolutely. So the uh, Metrics for Success is actually a website. If you go to uh, metricsforsuccess.net, I've got the, the program on there. I actually need to update it, so I will, I will update that in the next uh, 30 minutes. Uh, but also you can uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Again, my, my name is Dan Duster, D-U-S-T-E-R. Reach out to me on LinkedIn um, or Facebook. Uh, Facebook, I'm, I'm at... 5,000 friends, give or take. Some, sometimes people, <laughs> um, you know, unfriend me, but um, reach out to me there. I will, I will get back to you. So between those things, um, or, again, I'm comfortable with a phone call, 773-456-1064. That's my personal cell. Um, I'm all about helping people and connecting people. So um, my, my whole thing is I want to connect people and help them be successful. So the, real quick, the CNS, the CNS is communication and structure. Um, I'm doing a webinar this Saturday. Go to metricsforsuccess.net, uh, find out the details, and I'll come up with some type of special promotion um, for the radio show listeners. So I will do that in awesome. the next 30 to 40 minutes. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, man, I appreciate So, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Thank you. Definitely. We appreciate Thank you for you. having you. And definitely sending the information. Um, I'm posting the website down so people can go and visit metricsourcesuccess.net. Uh, and then, like yep. I said, it once that sends over the, um, the the special for Scoop, I'll definitely throw that in the Scoop Nation so anybody who would love to take it. Um, do it. Also, um, Dan and I personally met, and so I, I, this is a good guy. So I want to uh, just say again, appreciate you uh, for coming on, and, um, and we'll definitely, definitely – um, do some more things together in the future. Uh, hey, absolutely looking forward to it, to the Scoop, uh, Scoop Nation listening crowd. Man, absolute uh, honor to be here. Wish you uh, peace, blessings, and prosperity. You too. Thanks, Dan. All right, take care. Thanks. Very good. All right, all right. Good talk. I enjoyed that. So now that we've got that good success conversation out of the way, we are going to hop into our second new song of the night, which is Miss Carolina Savage. Um, and the name of the song is Ain't My Song. Let go. Yeah. L I E. That you ain't bred from the street Ain't my fault that you was flexing and we seen it Ain't my fault that you got hit up like Tahiti Ain't my fault that you ain't man enough to beat me Ain't my fault that I'm the man when you see me though Ain't my fault that they demand just to see me Ain't my fault that I'm the man in your city though Ain't my fault that Carolina made the city blow Fell asleep in the trap when I woke up and the sun was rising Can't recall but all I know just see my doors rising yeah, I'm strapped all day, no pillow talk Told it with me so much, I'm starting to think that the Mac They walk that Carolina, can you see me? I'm blowing heavy dose, chilling with my own army I'm talking daily, so she's talking about some ape I'm screaming heavy toast 
spark to your I'm screaming heavy smokers Ain't my fault that you ain't bred from the street Street. Ain't my fault that you was flexing and we seen it Ain't my fault that you got hit up like Tahiti Ain't my fault that you ain't man enough to beat me Ain't my fault that I'm the man when you see me though Ain't my fault that they demand just to see me Ain't my fault that I'm the man in your city though Ain't my fault that Carolina made the city blow It's that country Back up on this country flow In the city, it's a must, I gotta let them know Best I play like you ain't heard about that jump out That Vando open fit Probably with a jump out, what you talking about that action? Let me tell you why I'm stepping from the wood, bitch was cracking Let me tell you how it happened, reppin' east side C-Well, the CV, talking 6 7 and GDs, no affiliation What you talking, I'm syndicated, boy, you really hate it you just mad cause I really made it, what you demonstrating? How to be the boss of the struggle, I'm connected in the hood and I really know how to hustle. Ain't my fault that I'm the man when you see me though. Ain't my fault that they demand just to see me. Ain't my fault that I'm the man in your city though. Ain't my fault that Carolina made the city blow. Dope man, dope man, dope man, yeah I brought the city hope man. You fool with my dough and they'll never see you float, float. Situation done quicker if you don't know about everything that I do is a test of test Ain't my fault that you ain't bred from the street. Ain't my fault that you was flexing and we seen it. Ain't my fault that you got hit up like Tahiti. Ain't my fault that you ain't man enough to beat me. Ain't my fault that I'm the man when you see me though. Ain't my fault they they demand just to see me. Ain't my fault that I'm the man in your city though. Ain't my fault that Carolina made the city blow. Hey, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> yes, I need the music today. Yeah, yeah, they coming through. They coming through today. They coming through. We are officially jamming. We is jamming today. Yeah, hey, y'all coming through oh, yes, today. We gonna... Right, we go. We go jam on into this ad for. <laughs> Miss Teresa Taylor, <laughs> the realtor extraordinaire uh, for Keller Williams of Central Oklahoma. Uh, Teresa says that you are her VIP. She's here to serve you to the fullest. So if you are looking for a home, uh, please hit up Miss Teresa Taylor at 405-330-2626, or you can reach her at Teresa Taylor at kw.com. So, we are going to get into our hot topic, which is also brought to you by Curvy Kitten, where self-reflection is perfection. Curvy Kitten uh, specializes in um, helping women uh, and serving them, serving the curves in all sizes. I'm sorry. got a little cold. But our hot topic tonight is talking about first dates and what we should expect on first dates. So, I don't know. Did you guys see the post about, um, that Winfrey posted about if this was acceptable on the first date? Did everybody see that? Rashad? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, <laughs> it was a photo. 
But if, you know, somebody don't want to do that, then do what they want to do. Or you ain't going to have no second date or first one. So get it together. Make it happen. No big deal as far as the picture is concerned. No big deal at at that. Okay. Well, I, I... I agree with the both of you. I, I'm all, um, I'm cool with, you know, the simpler first date. Um, I don't even eat Chinese food, so <laughs> Chinese would definitely be out. But um, no, I, I don't know. I guess I just don't really put that much. Or I haven't in the past really put that much thought into, um, you know, whether it was a fancy date or a simple date or what not, what have you. But I do feel like now, after my experience, that I would probably take someone a little bit more serious if they planned a more serious date. Um, Especially for the first date. Like, at least try to, you know, impress the person. So I would, even if it was take out. Like you said, make it, you know, somewhere special where we're eating or something like that, not just at the house. So I don't have a problem with it if it's especially if it's further down the line, but I would just think, would you want to impress somebody with a little bit more mm-hmm. on the first date? So, Winfrey, what did you think? Did you, was there something interesting on, on the post that you thought someone said about this date? Um. Yeah, I, th- I saw a lot of actually very interesting comments about uh, about this. But what was actually interesting is, I mean, most of the comments were either they were really for it or really against it. I think a lot of people kind of echoed what you guys said, um, that mm-hmm. they wanted either something that was – they liked the fact that it was, you know, something simple. But a lot of people said um, – a lot of the, the ladies said um, that, that for the, a safety factor, they wouldn't do something like that for a first date. And so, you know, which which I understood, you know, that, you know, again, you don't want to come to somebody's house, but you don't want somebody necessarily somebody coming to your house that you don't have that type of relationship with. So there were several comments about uh, safety um, on the post. There were several, but then there, like I said, there were equally comments from ladies who said, you know, I'm, I'm actually okay with it. So um, I think, again, a lot of it just had to do with how comfortable they were with the person. Um, and then, you know how um, how much conversation they had with the person before the actual uh, date. So if it was somebody they had not had a lot of conversation with, they didn't want it. You know they wanted to get to know them um, in a public setting just for safety for, uh, sake. But then if they knew them, then they would be you know okay with um, with them coming to their house or them going to their house. So mm-hmm. very interesting comments. Yep. Latavia, I'm sorry, I got two live comments real quick. Um, Latavia says, no, I'm not going to your home. I wouldn't do movies on a first date, period, though. And Kania says, unfortunately, I've had many bad experiences with home dates. The picnic would take out of school. She loves Chinese. So, and and Latavia says, drinks, too. Drinks are are potentially a a no for the first date also. Hello? What's the potential no? Kill? Um, yeah. <laughs> Who's calling? Right, Who's calling me? Right. Oh, my. Hi. Hey, hello. So also, Kill? Quick, um, so I also have um, some, y'all know I, me and my list. 
So I have um, six six things that I think that as men that we need to think about um, when it mm. comes to um, when it comes to dating. So I think we need to. I, I want to go through that real quick. So y'all are y'all ready for that? I am. Ha. We are <laughs> ready for the list. Okay. All right, so here we go. So these are my six things that I think that men need to think about uh, in the process, uh, in our dating process. Come on, Liz. I'm sorry, y'all. We having technical difficulty here. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Let me give let me give my six reasons, um, six things that I think that men need to know when it comes to dating um, that I think that could help that would help us. All right. So you guys ready? So. Um, number, excuse me, my number thing that I think that men needs to understand is that number one, uh, every woman wants to feel special, pursued and connected. So when you're going to, when you're planning on a date, you've got to keep, keep in mind that every single woman, every person that you're dating wants, every woman wants to feel special. She wants to feel pursued and she wants to feel um, that you all are making a connection. Um, the second thing that, that I think that as men we have to realize is that the amount of money that we spend is secondary uh, in most instances to the emotional connection that the date creates. So that's why, uh, uh, guys, one of the things that we don't necessarily always tap into is the emotional connection um, through conversations, through discussions, through things like that um, that are necessary and that ladies are looking for in the process of uh, of dating. So if you can create an environment, that's why things like even this particular meme was was received because um, as Q and as um, Kel said, they're looking for at it as something cool. They're looking at it as something that's thought out. They're also looking at it from the perspective of this is an environment, is this an environment where we can have um, good, deep conversation and get to know each other as opposed to just being in the same space. So again, we don't always have to go for the date that that's the most uh, expensive. We can go to uh, we can go get the date. Excuse me, that creates an, a, a deep emotional connection, and they will love it just as much as um, in most instances as if you spent a lot of money. So number three, um, different is good. If we go, if every date we go on is the same then she's eventually going to get bored, and it doesn't matter how how much money you spend. So if every time you go out, it's dinner and a movie, dinner and a movie, dinner and a movie, that's going to get old. So you have to be different. You have to be creative. Guys, I'm going to give you, um, I'm going to give you all something. Listen, there are, go to Google. There are lists on Google, uh, dating lists that you can pull up that will give you all kinds of ideas. Sometimes um, some of us are not the most creative. Um, but you can do a, take 30 seconds, do a Google search, pull up a couple of lists. I posted a list of 30 different things, uh, about five or six of them I wouldn't do, 
but um, there are at least 30, there were 30 different things on this that didn't require a ton of money. Um, so just, again, gifts, different is good, so don't do the same thing every time. Number four, when you go on a date, they're looking for that you talk with her and that you talk to her. Remember that if the bulk of your conversation, if the bulk of your discussion is about you, then she will quickly lose interest. So she wants to be. She wants you. She wants to find out uh, if you care about her. If you care. If you are an interesting person. Not that you can't talk about yourself or the things or your likes and dislikes, but you are pursuing. You are courting her. And so in the process, you want to make sure that again that you're not spending your time talking about yourself, uh, and you're not talking about things that don't interest her. So find out. Ask questions of things that interest her. I'm gonna give you another hint. Do a quick Google search. There is, um, there are real quick, easy articles that talk about 300 questions that you can ask, 100 questions you can ask on a new. So I mean, there are all types of stuff out there, guys. Again, just do a quick Google search. Number five, again, is be flexible. Um, all kinds of dates during different times are what she desires. Uh, no woman only wants to go out late at night. Unless, again, unless, and I'm saying this, unless there are circumstances that require that, that's fine. But if the only time you call her is after 11 o'clock or after 12 o'clock, then she eventually at some point is going to walk away because she's going to assume that she is just a booty call. So do things during the day. Do things, you know, be, be flexible. Don't just, again, don't just go out um, during the night. And then number six. And probably the most important thing that you that we need to consider when we're dating is be you from the beginning. Do not waste your time. I'm not suggesting that you don't try to put your best foot forward, but do not waste your time uh, trying to be somebody who you're not uh, at least attempting to be on a, on a, on a full-time basis. Because at some point, when you start becoming being who you really are, then then the relationship will. Uh, will end, and most likely you will feel bad because not only have you wasted her time, but you've wasted your time and your money um, too. So be yourself from the beginning. The right person for you will like you just the way you are, and you do not have to pretend to be somebody who you're not just to impress, just to impress people. Be you. Be comfortable being who you are, and I can promise you again, in time, the right person, the right woman will like you just the way that you are. So those are the six things that I have um, that men need to consider when dating. Okay. Okay. Yes, to the list. Now we're going to okay. hit them with that graph so we can get to Google eyes <laughs> like we said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my comments are hating on me. I can't drop it, like, but the people need to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank. We want to thank Wynn Fritz for that list. Um, yeah, some good tips, guys. Some very good tips on how to impress us ladies. So, anybody wants to, you know, practice, don't be afraid to hit me up um, on any of the pages. <laughs> <laughs> I will not yeah. be offended. <laughs> and I think it is tied for our next song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is mm-hmm. going to be "How Do you, How Do You Feel" by Navi Tide. 
Yes, ma'am. We're going to go ahead and Sometimes when I'm thinking I be wishing we was on the same page But you were showing me the real you so I let you run the show pay Now that I'm gone you care And I don't care that I'm gone I don't care if I'm wrong The sun still gonna shine strong Every time I try to grow your mind girl put you on game You ain't listen to a word pay attention to a thing I had to say Uh-uh, for the guy. <laughs> yeah, it went down. 
Oh, fine. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> it was been a mighty impressive music night, I must say. I'm going to agree with you there. This has probably been the most impressive music night we've had in a while. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Shouts out to the artists, man. Y'all keep that coming, man. Please keep sending the music. Mm-hmm. And and guy and so Rashad, yeah, for you guys. If you don't, if you need, if you are an independent artist, send us your music and obviously the release to play it at Global Drive Radio at Gmail dot com. So send it, we'll play it. Include your contact info, please, so that we and can properly spotlight you. Yeah, yes. and the pictures. Yep. We want everybody to get the shine on. Get the shine yep. on. <laughs> What's next? I ain't got nothing in front of me. I'm sorry. Biz talk, beer game. Oh. So I don't know if everybody, so everybody, uh, uh, if you have not been paying attention, I don't know wh- where you've been. Um, but there is a new Facebook group called uh, Beard Game Matters. Um, and so just a little, so the, the the group is really just what it's about. It's about for people who have uh, beards. And so um, it's been it's about three weeks old, guys. And when I when I initially saw it, uh, it or was thrown in there. It had um, over. It only had about only. I said only. It only had uh, about twenty thousand people. Only twenty thousand people. But in a matter of about a week and a half, they have grown to over one million followers. And so. I just wanted to kind of talk a little bit about why you all think um, this has gone um, viral the way it has, and not just to mention, not just that it's gone viral, but the fact that this has also been in, um, it's been in Huffington Post, and it's been on several other um, uh, national level media outlets. So um, first of all, have you all seen it? Have you guys seen it? I've heard lots about it. I'm not a member of the group. Yes. I've heard <laughs> tons about it. So. I would like to say I'm an honored invitee. <laughs> my I'm little my little beard my little beard crossed the uh my little beard crossed the threshold. So I would like Where to thank all the people. I'm just saying, I would like to thank all the people <laughs> who had to do it every bump that was popped that produced the hair oh. underneath my chinny chin chin. Every piece of <laughs> alcohol to smooth it out. Every hot towel. Thank oh, Lord. <laughs> but, yes, I'm a member, and it, it, it's it been crazy. It's been crazy to watch. I haven't even gotten, you know, I haven't been in there and just, like, browse or anything. But, yeah, the ladies are going crazy about all the lovely brawny beards. Yeah. So from what I there's a there's a bigger Brawny. Brawny. Like B R A W N Y. Yes. Like the paper towel. Brawny. Gotcha, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so when from what so, I've been following from what I've been seeing in the post says this this is bigger than just love for beards, right? This guy this this gentleman has made this about a business. Now, we've got, like, two so, businesses from this. Is that what I'm understanding? Where are we going with that? So, initially, 
so there was a business before. So he has a be- so the guy who started it um, has a beard uh, a beard grooming company. So uh, beard matters. I, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, he um, he had an actual company that was um, that he was selling um, grooming. So like shaving stuff, um, t-shirts. He had uh, you know uh, soaps and stuff like that. So this group was created to kind of support and push that. But since there are so many people in this group now, and it's gone blown up so fast. Um, yesterday or the day before, he launched. They launched a singles dating website, where if I remember correctly, you can either pay four ninety nine, four dollars and ninety nine cents a year to be on the single site, or ninety nine cents a month to be on the site. Um, yeah, so uh, ninety nine cents a month, right? And I mean, I, I think it's. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what you all think in terms of this, this business model. Um, I think it's. I think it's. Smart move. Smart move. So what do you, what do you all think? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I think it's a good move. Genius. <laughs> yeah, I what think it's genius. <laughs> I said it's a genius move. Yeah. I wonder if he if he realized it would, you know, grow this big. But he's definitely um, taking all opportunities. <laughs> he's not wasting any momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so do you but think that that was the best? That was the best move in terms of making a dating website. Now, the dating website, I'm a little skeptical. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little skeptical about it. But hey, why not? If why not? If it's getting that much traction, it's like shoot. Uh, if everybody, if all the women on there paid a dollar, he'd be close to a million dollars. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if you saw. I, I did the I did the numbers on the post on the post that I really, really put up, and I mean, mm-hmm. even at even at a twenty, I think I put a, even at a twenty five percent twenty five percent penetration uh, in that in just the numbers that he had in the group. This he's a millionaire. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think. Um, I think. <laughs> Sorry, Kels, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just saying that's just crazy. It's 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 so. I mean, we see it, we we see the evidence of it. We see it right before our eyes, but it's still just mind blowing that, you know, that he's that he has this potential. And I mean, he the first product on. I wonder how the first product is doing. Has anybody did they say that in the article how his original product was doing? No. Okay. That's what my that's what my kind of question is for that. Because there are so many people who don't know what the purpose of the group was supposed to be. Or, you know, it, it started out as a brand page or a spin of his brand. Um, and people have come, I think, I don't know if it was because of the numbers from what it sounds like, that it grew so quickly whenever you put folks that are used to group ways of, you know, when they do the Facebook group thing, there's a certain way that you get into these groups and they grow because friends add friends and friends add friends. But from the business mm-hmm, perspective, mm-hmm. I'm wondering how is he going to connect all of this traction, all of this, you know, publicity, and make it connect to actual sales for his product? Because if people don't know that they're actually they're all being brought to this place in anticipation and in hopes of purchasing a product, then what is all of this going to do for him 
a month from now, two months from now. And the dating thing, I'm wondering, is he capitalizing on the fact that everyone is here under his name, and this I'm going, you're going to now be charged for access to these people just being here, or like it's going to provide actual dating services? You know what I mean? Because if that, and I'm not knocking the hustle one way or the other. I'm just saying, as a brand, is he? What is the? And again, we might not know because this this group came up from out of nowhere, and yeah, he's yeah. already built it out this far. So this is just speculation. And again, I'm not in the group, so I'm 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 only speaking here. But the fact that on our post alone, when I mentioned that this gentleman has a beard group, and these are people in the group, and I mentioned he has a product line and as a dating thing, both of the two. Or what, how he would monetize this traction and all of this popularity right now. A lot of people don't know that that's what he's there for. So all of this, that's like the like game. If we get so caught up in the likes and the followers, then that's all great. But what are we going to provide to them to keep them there? Now, the thing about social media that we all know is your numbers matter, regardless if you're saying anything or not. As long as you can produce the numbers, his numbers in itself are going to attract people to him that are going to potentially provide money opportunities. But right. all of this that he's putting around this group, I just wonder, is he communicating his end game effectively enough for the people to stay around? Because women buy more products for their men than men do, whether it be their significant others, their brothers, their fathers. We are the people, we're, we are essentially the people with the purchasing power. Or if you hear us say, hey, go buy this, we like this, then that's when men go purchase. So you've got all these women here with all of this money who love to buy things for men, their men, men, period, just like to buy stuff. You've got to start selling these women something. And that, I would think, would be easier to sell to them than access to men via a free group that's already free and they're already having access to these people. So you right. know, I think that he's got this popularity, but I really would, I'm really interested. I want somebody to add me just so that I can kind of lurk and sit back and see how this is going to go because I want to see yeah, that's, how that's, that's, for this. There's got to be some money made or else it's just a bigger group. It's just a big group. Well, I'm going to I'm going to jump in. What? Kelly, did you have something to say? You have something you about to say? I, I'm not mad. Go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, I think that, I think, so So from what I can tell, um, first of all, like you said, because the group is so new, I don't think they actually, he actually planned, planned for this because I think he just, he just saw what the group was doing. He saw the direction that the group was going and said, let me just, let me capital, let me capitalize on this momentum, which is genius. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think the, the other way, I think that actually long term. Now, when we talk, when we say long term, I'm talking five, ten years down the road. I mean, outside of a dating website, events, you know, stuff like that. I mean, there's really, I, the only the the long term play I see and I put and I posted was a subscription service. So kind of like, um, um, uh, uh, what's the, the 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 ones that send you your your clothes in a box every month, or your shoes shoe dazzle, or whatever they call it. Oh yeah. Send you, shoes. <laughs> you know stuff like that. Yeah. I think something like that um, is a great long term play because if you can if you can get the ladies or the guys to say, hey, listen, for you know twenty dollars a month, I'm gonna automatically send you, you know, a new um, fragrance cologne, you know, box, you know, because he sells a box set on the site. I think it was like forty-four dollars or something like that for a box set. But if he can get, you know, a hundred thousand people or two hundred fifty thousand people to sign up, 
then that's going to drastically reduce his cost. So instead of selling yeah. them at $40, $44, you sell those things at, you know, $30, $20, then you have just now gotten 250000 or higher 100000 people to sign up at $25, $35 a month. You're, you, that's, that's several million dollars over the course of a year in, in revenue. So, I mean, long-term, something like that is an option. Um, or then there's the end play, which is you can always – there's companies out there like Gillette or you know, all these other companies you can sell to, and they will buy you just for the fact of – and let you – just because you have this million-plus people in this Facebook group. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got options. Mm-hmm. There are definitely yeah. options here. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, two hundred. So I just did two. So if you, if I, he's got over a million, almost a million and one people. If you get two hundred, if he got two hundred fifty thousand of those people to subscribe to a subscription box service at twenty five dollars a month, that's six million two hundred fifty thousand dollars in revenue. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I know something. That ain't bad at all. Because when you go to Google and simply type beard game, matters is the first, the next word that pops up right after that in a Google search. If you just type in beard game, matters is the very next option that pop, that populates in your feed. So, yeah. Somebody needs to get on it. <laughs> From what it sounds like, he's, he's doing it. But, uh, yeah, let's let's make some money happen for this for this brother real quick. Let's oh, see. I'm, I'm, yeah. I believe money is. I think. I think. I believe he's probably already making. He's already made something. Yeah. Have an article in Forbes. I mean, come on. <laughs> something <laughs> that's transpired. Um, it's just gonna be like you said. Are people gonna really buy into this? Because um, I mean, how are you gonna start a dating site? Are these these men just gonna be on this dating site that you, just because your name is on it, you gonna what are all these men gonna say about you tipping them for a dollar a month? They don't care. They don't care because they got to sign up too. I mean, so if they sign up too, it don't matter. Oh, so he's made. Oh, okay. I was thinking. I thought it was just gonna be like the women had to sign up for like. Everybody sign up. Everybody sign up. Okay. Everybody sign. And then on top of that, so then there's also been uh, um, twenty. Last count, twenty two other groups that were. Created so now they're going by city. So you've got Beer Game Matters of Tennessee, Beer Game uh, oh, you know, Illinois, Ohio. Uh, so so now this creates another opportunity for again for either live events in those in those areas, uh, product sales in those areas. I mean, so he, it's, it's options out there. You need to, again, what you say? You need to go on the shirt. You need to go on and make a I shirt. Know. <laughs> I know. But you know. You know what's kind of frustrating, y'all, from the business perspective? So I I just Googled. I, I told y'all I was Googling. And I pulled up three different articles, one from Boston, one from Rolling Out, and one from Ebony. Those are just the first three that populate when you Google search Beer Game Matters. There is no mention of the beer product that this man sells. There's not a link to the website. Now, there's a link for the single dating thing that he's got now in the Ebony magazine uh, story, but not in one of these articles that I pulled up, the top three, have had any any reference to him having any type of product that he's selling for himself. Not one of mm-hmm. them. So mm-hmm. at some point, 
he either needs a publicist or he's got to take a pause and really think about, like, where he's going with this because there's a part of, like, if I'm talking to you, like, that's part of the agreement that we're having from business owner to article writer. (laughs) I need you to drop my link to my website. Like, when you get done talking about the momentum of this group and stuff, like, I'm going to need them to holler at my website. You know, there's no mention of what seems to be the whole reason why we're here and why we're talking. So I just... I think you I, I I hear you, I agree with you. But I think in his in this instance, if you can't control I mean really if you can't control what's being written, the other part of it is as soon as you go into the group at the very top of the page, you see the website. In the okay. you know, in all of it in its image and all that. So you see at the very top of the page. So yeah, I, I agree with you in terms of that you would want to see some of that stuff. But as long as they're driving traffic to the page, as soon as the page comes up, the first thing you see is Beer Games Matters, www.bigbeardbrand.com. That's the first thing you see. The very first post at the top is 99 cents, join the day for the dating website. So it's, it's there if, you're, if you go into the group. You just have to go into the group. So I agree with you, and I think that that's definitely something – that he could do. I'm sorry, there are 1.4 million people now, by the way. Um, so, um, yeah. But if they, once they get there, they'll see it because it's really big in the group. Mm. Gotta get them there, though. Gotta get them there. Yeah. Gotta get them there. 1.4 there, 1. 1. Is... over 1.4 million people now. Yes. What he's selling is dry sex. Blank. That's what it is. It's dry sex. And why? It's because people like what they like. And right now, beards are hot in the world, so women like men with beards. And as long as that's pumping, they don't have to be able to get to the dudes that's got on them pictures for real. All they need to do is think they can, and they'll pay for merchandising. They'll pay for subscriptions to look at pictures, all kind of stuff. So it's kind of a a, a win-win all the way around because he doesn't yeah. have to get the dudes to do anything. Whoever's behind anything at all when it comes to that, they don't have to get anybody to do anything. Yeah. Good off them. Yeah. What you say, Kevin? Like Chad Butler himself said, pimping ain't dead. It just moved to the web. Just remember that. Chad Chad Butler told you that a long time ago. UGK, Pimp C, Chad Butler. It ain't dead. It just moved to the web. <laughs> I was just saying. I was just saying to him, congratulations. <laughs> I thought it would have been me. I was just telling him congratulations. I thought it would have been me. All right, y'all. Mm-hmm. We got 90 seconds. <laughs> 90. Oh, good show. 90 seconds. Right. Yeah. Have a good productive week. That music was slapping. I still can't get over that. That was good, so good bounce slapping right there. Yeah. Agreed. You? Q? I'm still recuperating. <laughs> I've had a great week. I totally enjoyed this show, and I'm very much looking forward to next week. Y'all have a very, very good week. Thank you, Liver. <laughs> Appreciate it. All my news. Thank right, you for tuning in. Have a good week. Hope everybody enjoyed the night of the show. 
Don't forget to make sure you tune in to Miles of the Word on Wednesday with Pastor Burns starting at 7 o'clock uh, on Global Drive Network. Also, if you haven't gotten your copy of Nouveau Exposure, do that today. Go to NouveauExposure.org. Uh, last but definitely not least, uh, if you haven't gotten your tickets to the Black Cat Fair, go to eventbrite.com and get that today. Uh, we're going to have a good time. So, all right, y'all. Y'all have a good night. Enjoy the rest of our week. And uh, thank you all for being a part of the Super Radio Show. And pull it together. Baby, if this is goodbye, I want one last try. You just can't give up. Can't you see the tears in my eyes? Cause I don't wanna cry no tears Would you believe 